Presented by WeshFinancial.com. This is Wealth Built to Last. Hey everyone, Marlon West here with West Financial and welcome to another episode of our Wealth Built to Last show where we share the time-honored principles of growing, preserving, and transferring personal wealth. Now, West Financial is a private wealth firm that creates and implements wealth-building plans for first-generation professionals and entrepreneurs. You can learn more about us at westfinancial.com. And now... On to the show. The title of today's episode is How to Supercharge Your Money Plan with the Life Cycle of Needs Approach. How to Supercharge Your Plan with Needs. First generation professional or entrepreneur, you know that it's not enough to simply be the first to break through your family's education or income ceiling. You know that for you to enjoy an amazing life and for you to create a legacy for your family, uh, you know that you need to be able to leverage what you have today to build wealth that lasts for you and your loved ones long term. The problem is, though, (laughs) all the messaging Uh, All the messaging that targets uh, people that are the first to do things, people that uh, may have come from more humble means and they're now enjoying an elevated uh, social economic uh, status, all the messaging that targets them very often is predatory and very often is misinformation and very often makes you... Focus on things that are not important. And the one thing that I notice over and over again so far as messaging that comes up is this over-focus on income. What do I mean by that? Now, first of all, I'm not against income. I'm not against money. I'm in the money business, the money growing, the money preserving, the money transferring business. And I understand the power of healthy cash flows. I understand the power of increased income, what you can do, how you can transform your life. But the problem is that oftentimes when you focus on just income creation, you forget that there's also a huge need for you to design a lifestyle that you can be happy with. And then once you've identified and designed that lifestyle, you go about creating a strategy to fund that lifestyle. The thing about designing a lifestyle and why it's so important to begin there is because it establishes purpose. You're not just taking actions willy-nilly. You know why you're taking them. Everything has a job. Everything has a purpose. What ends up when you're just focused on, oh, I need to get more income, I need to get more income, you end up stuck in this hamster wheel of chasing the next income opportunity 
instead of figuring out exactly what you want, how much you need to save, how much you need to invest for it, and then get it. I can't begin to tell you um, almost on a daily basis how many conversations I have uh, with individuals that call in for their uh, free clarity session. And I ask them, you know, I just ask just about everyone, you know, what brings you on the call today? What you're trying to, what are you trying to accomplish? And so often the conversation immediately takes a turn to, well, you know, I'm looking for increased earnings on my investments. Uh, you know, last year I made this, you know, I know the stock market returned this. I'm just trying to find a way to maximize my returns on my investments. So often it goes to that. But those same people typically can't answer the question, well, what, how much money do you need in your retirement years to live comfortably? They don't have a number. They don't know a number. They're focused on the income portion. Oh, my investments, how to maximize my investments. Maximize your investments to what? Mas maximize your investments for what? For when? So many of them just can't answer that question. Here's the thing. There are four real pitfalls uh, that come with this just get more income approach to your finances. The first one is that it pulls you into this false sense of security because, you know, you've got healthy cash flows, right? But healthy cash flows does not equal healthy finances, Healthy cash flows just means that you're able to handle today's obligations. But handling today's obligations doesn't equate to building wealth. That just equates to you living okay today. I find that this type of, uh, this issue really affects entrepreneurs and high income earners the most because you know, if you are not struggling to pay bills, um, if, you know, anytime you need a new car, something breaks, or you need to get new clothes, or you don't want to do a project on the house, it's like, yeah, no problem. I have the money to do that. It's available. If you're not worried about that, you're, you're often lured into this sense that I'm okay, but you may not be okay. For example, you, uh, you may make a good living, but if you were to suddenly pass away, what would happen to your assets? Your assets don't just go to your family and to your loved ones if you don't set it up to work that way. And just having a will doesn't ensure that there's no delay in your family getting their share of, of what's theirs. Good cash flows doesn't solve that problem, but a good plan does. Good cash flows takes care of today and helps you and gives you a resource, a tool to take care of tomorrow. Second pitfall. Second pitfall of just focusing on income creation is that you end up invariably spending more money down the road as you try to make up for your lack of planning in other areas of your finances. For example, you may have amassed a healthy investment portfolio. You've done so well. You've been diligent. You've been saving. You've been investing. You've stayed in the market. But as you age, now you're faced with medical expenses. And medical expenses 
are the number one is the number one expense that tends to drain retirement savings. But there's ways to plan for that, ways around that where you're not depleting the savings uh, that you need in order to live when you're no longer working and still able and still being able to take care of your medical expenses. But if you don't have a plan, if you don't have an idea, uh, a full picture of exactly what you need and, and, and then going about to funding that, you're vulnerable. Third pitfall, leaving yourself completely blind to how the four horsemen of the money apocalypse affect your bottom line. Who are the four horsemen? We've talked about them before. They're taxes, fees, inflation, and correlation. Does it matter how much money you make, how much income you've earned, if you can't keep it? Of course not. If your investment earned you a million dollars and you walk away with 500, you didn't make a million dollars, you made 500. But that's what taxes, that's what fees, that's what inflation, that's why, that's what not having a diversified uh, investment strategy, that's what it gets you. It erodes your ability to not only earn, but also to keep what you've earned. Having a plan allows you to address each one of these horsemen and either mitigate or eliminate their threat on your financial bottom line. But the biggest vulnerability is that when you're just focused on income, when you're just focusing on what I'm earning from my investments, what have you, the biggest vulnerability is that you're unable to make rational, emotional decisions because your bias is towards more, just having more. And there's nothing wrong with having more. We want more. This, you know, my firm exists to help people get more with what they have today. There's nothing wrong with more, but more for the sake of having more isn't a strategy. It's an Achilles heel to your finances. Because what ends up happening is that greed starts driving your decision making instead of purpose. And you know what they say, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Well, with your finances, if your finances, your investments, your savings, your strategy doesn't have a specific goal attached to it, something you're working for and not just money, but something, uh, a, long, a lifestyle, uh, uh, experiences, people you would like to benefit, the way you want to live, what have you, things you want to purchase. I don't care what you want to spend your money on. That doesn't matter. Whatever is important to you is important to you. But if your dollars aren't attached to that, you're unable to make rational decision when things get tough. You know, I say this all the time that, uh, uh, you know, especially when the market is doing well, people don't think they need a mentor. People don't think they need advice because they think that they're doing well. And they don't realize they're not doing well. The market's doing well. So, you know, of course... All the tides, uh, tides lift all boats, right? So the market's doing well, and you're in the market, you're doing well. But what happens when you're not doing well? Do you, do you change your strategy suddenly, emotionally, because you're afraid of loss? 
That's when you don't have a goal, when you don't have specific things that you've identified that you're working towards and you understand the strategy you're using, how it maps to you achieving those objectives. When something goes wrong, you're going to overreact. When something goes wrong, you're going to pull back in fear. And some, when something goes wrong, you're going to drop your strategy and look for something else. That's the biggest vulnerability. You know, I find that the issue really is, the key issue that I find that's really a pla uh, plaguing my you know, first-generation professionals and entrepreneurs is, is a patience issue. So many of us just don't have patience, which is ironic because when you think about why you're so successful today, it has everything to do with your patience, with your grit, with your stick-to-itiveness, with how much effort you put in over time to be where you are today. But for whatever reason, when it comes to our finances, we feel that success must be enjoyed immediately or else somehow we're in a losing strategy. I'm preaching to myself when I say the next thing. It's not the end of the world if you're not a millionaire by age 30. <laughs> it's not the end of the world if you're not a millionaire by age 30 or whatever that number is. You know, you want to be a millionaire young. You want to do X, X amount of things when you're a certain age. There's a, there's a false way of thinking, and I've, I've, I've been there. I get it where you think that you won't enjoy life if things start happening later on in life, that somehow you can't adequately enjoy the, the, the work, the, the, uh, the fruits of your labor if you're in your 40s or if you're in your 50s, like that somehow you're decrepit and you're unable to enjoy these things at that time and that it'll only matter if you are able to do it early and young. Too many of us are so are, are, are chasing returns and chasing, you know, how to make a quick buck, even if you don't term it that way. But when you think about how distracted you are, how scattered you are with different strategies, whether you're pursuing, you know, this strategy and then, oh, and then I want to jump into real estate. Oh, and then I want to jump into uh, options and trading. And then I want to jump into this. And then all of this together is going to be make me rich by the time I'm 25, by the time I'm 30, by the time I'm 40. If you think and look back at why you're successful today, how focused were you in achieving everything that you've achieved? What makes you think that anything but that same focus, that same level of effort, that same amount of time for you, that took for you to enjoy what you're enjoying now, why will that change with your wealth plan? You shouldn't expect it to change to be any different. Listen, and it shouldn't matter what someone else is earning if you're achieving your goals. Fortunately, my clients, they learn to leverage this life cycle of needs approach. And it allows them to establish, grow, preserve, and ultimately transfer the wealth that they've been building uh, to the people who matter to them. What I love about the life cycle of needs approach is that it's comprehensive. What I mean by that? Comprehensive, meaning that it takes a look at everything. It takes a look at not only your financial goals, but it also addresses the financial needs that you didn't even know you had. It's also focus, meaning that everything about the strategy 
has a job. There's a plan for everything. There is a reason for everything. That's what builds the efficiency within your wealth building strategy. The reason, the purpose. And it is metric driven. So it allows you to identify what you need to do, when you need to, ha- when you need to do it by, and what you need in order to achieve it. And those metrics keep you true to the strategy and keeps you true to the course of you achieving the objectives that you want. And it's a really simple seven-step process. Step one, you got to identify who relies on you. Who relies on you? What that does, it opens up, it, it, it uh, clarifies all the variables of the plan. These are your stakeholders. Who has a stakehold in, in, in you building wealth? Your husband, your wife, your children, your grandchildren, whoever. The stakeholders will inform how you move about in building, creating, and implementing this strategy. Step two in the life cycle of needs approach. You have to identify what your current obligations are and what your future obligations will be. This lets you know who needs to get what when and how in order for you to satisfy your obligations. Step three, you've got to identify in detail what lifestyle you want. Saying things like, I want to be comfortable, that's not a goal. I don't understand what that means. What does comfortable look like to you? Oh, you want to go on two vacations a year, got it. Where do you want those vacations to be? In the Caribbean. Got it. You want to fly there? Is it a cruise? Okay, got it. Oh, I want to have a vacation home when I retire uh, somewhere warm. I want to be a snowbird. Got it. I want to be able to uh, spend time with my children that live on you know, two sides, uh, on either sides of the, either coast in the United States. Um, and I want to be able to spend time without having to be at their house and, you know, give them their privacy, but still spend time with my grandchildren, uh, which means I need money for, you know, four months out of the year uh, to rent uh, for a long-term rental so I can be close by and see my kids and grandchildren. Got it. We can put a dollar amount to that, which is our next step, step four. Put a dollar amount to your goals. Just saying I want a new car, don't know what that means. What is the car? How much does the car cost? Oh, I want to pay for my kids' colleges. I I don't know what that means. What college? Is it state? Is it private? Do you want to pay for all of it? Do you want to pay for a partial amount of it? Do you expect your kids to get scholarships? Put a dollar amount on your goals. Step five. You've got to identify a due date. If you don't identify a due date, you don't know how to structure your efforts in an efficient manner. Set a due date that will tell you how much you need to save today and for how long. Step six, identify your current resources. You have to get the total picture of where you are. What's the thing that I say all the time? The fastest way to fail in our finances is to stay in the dark about how we spend our money. So identify money, the money that you have coming in and identify the money that you have going out. 
identify how much you have right now to put towards your goals. And if you have a shortfall, if there's some gaps, figure out a way to fill those gaps. And step seven, leverage those current resources that you've identified to meet all of the above. It's not complicated, but it takes an outcome-focused strategy, and it takes patience. But that's exactly what I help my clients achieve. Using this life cycle of needs approach, my clients get an all-inclusive, goals-based, outcome-driven financial plan with step-by-step action steps uh, mapped out for them. So if what we've talked about today in our show, if that resonates with you, if you feel that you need a certain strategy where you can have those steps mapped out to you, a strategy that takes into consideration not only your financial goals, but all the needs that you didn't even know you had, and then to have it mapped out where it says step one, do this, step two, do that. If that's what you want, I want you to reach out to me at myfamilymoneyplan.com slash talk and book your free clarity session today. It's a 45-minute to an hour-long conversation, completely free, and where we talk about all of that. We talk about your goals and your needs. We talk about, we'll talk about uh, your investment strategy. We'll talk about your retirement plans. We'll talk about anything that you want to talk about regarding your finances. And it will be the most valuable 45 minutes, hour of your life talking about money. So if that's what you want, reach out to me, myfamilymoneyplan.com slash talk, so we can start you on the way. Well, friends, that's our show for today. I'm Marlon West with West Financial. Until next time, keep living the life that you want to live and live it on your own terms. Bye for now. If you're enjoying our show, follow West Financial on our social channels and don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. And as always, our breakthrough sessions are completely free. So schedule yours today at myfamilymoneyplan.com slash talk.